Welcome to the Landmark Podcast. I'm Jason Calhoun, pastor of Landmark Pentecostal Church in Texarkana, Texas. We encourage you to visit us on the web at landmarkupc.net for a schedule of services and upcoming events. We pray that you are blessed by the message today. Thank you again for listening. across the house and let's give God some praise and worship tonight come on could we worship him together could we love him together tonight give you praise tonight give you praise tonight God give you praise tonight God well praise the Lord everybody to be in God's house tonight. Amen. Thankful to woke up another morning. Breath in my body, strength to stand. God's been good to me. I'm looking around here tonight and God's been good to us. I've got no complaints. I've got no complaints. When I Think of his goodness and all he's done for me when I think of his goodness and how he set me free. Anybody thankful tonight? I'm thankful tonight, Lord. We thank you tonight, God, for every blessing you bestowed upon us. I feel the Holy Ghost here this evening. Amen. Good spirit of prayer in the sanctuary today. So thankful. For your pastor, I love and appreciate him. Words fail me. Uh, man, I love, admire, respect the leader, the man that is well known in this movement. And I hope you know, I believe you do, just how blessed you are to have a man of this caliber. God's been good to landmark. I know y'all, y'all are used to eating steak. So forgive me for these microwavable dinners. I feel like a 22 and a 45 holster up here. Some of y'all say, man, if you know what I'm talking about. But I love and appreciate your pastor, his wife, his family. We love the Calhouns. Let's give honor where honor is due. Appreciate, appreciate you, Albert. Amen. Give honor to this great church, all the regular customers. Somebody smile. Good to be in church with the saints. Be hard to have church without you saints. I'm humbled in your presence tonight. I want to give a thank you to Thelma and Velma Smith, Sister Smith, for a wonderful basket they've given us. This church has been so kind to my wife and I, and we appreciate that. We love each and every one of you. And are so thankful to be here and glad for what God's been doing in this meeting, in this revival. And I don't believe that the Lord's done. I had a move of the Holy Ghost Monday night. The God be the glory. Good prayer meeting last night. Why don't you say we end this week with just another good move of the Spirit. Amen. Praise God. Anybody come to have a move of the Holy Ghost? you don't mind turning with me in your Bibles to the book of Isaiah, chapter 61, we're going to read the first three verses. 
Isaiah 61, the first three verses. Love my wife tonight. Regret that she could not be here. Had to go home to handle some affairs. But nonetheless, I love and appreciate my beautiful bride. Wish she was here with me. But I feel like preaching tonight. I confess, I, up until this afternoon, had been kind of feeling something, put it together. But I began to pray this afternoon and feel out to the Lord some more. And God began to deal with me about something specific, something a little bit different. I'm going to obey God tonight. Fully confident in the God that I serve. I'm going to go to sleep tonight. Put my head on the pillow knowing that I've done my best to hearken to His voice. Are you going to help me preach tonight? It'll be a good night for somebody to get deliverance. It'll be a good night for somebody to get the Holy Ghost. you never been baptized in Jesus' name, repented of your sins, filled with the Holy Ghost, the evidence of speaking in other tongues, you can leave with that experience tonight. Remember that old song, it's real, it's real, I know it's real. It's that Pentecostal blessing. Thank God I know it's real. Isaiah 61, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, the opening of the prison to them that are bound. Proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn. To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord. That he might be glorified. To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion. To give unto them beauty for ashes. The oil of joy for mourning. The garment of praise. For the spirit of heaviness. The purpose of that. Is that they might be called trees of righteousness. The planting of the Lord. That he might be glorified. I don't know about you tonight. But I want to be a tree of righteousness. I want my life to. Be something that doesn't bend and waver and fall flat to the wind. But I want to be somebody that stands strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Somebody that can be depended on. And here tonight, I feel the Lord's going to help help us. And I want to preach for just a little while about the garment of praise. The garment of praise. I wonder if we could one more time before we're seated. Lift up our hands and ask the Holy Ghost. To anoint the remainder of this service. Would you lift up your voice and help me pray. For just a moment. Come on could we. Cry out to God. Come on, it's not the will of God for you to endure the spirit of heaviness. Come on, somebody pray. Somebody pray. 
Would you stretch your hands to me? I'm going to stretch my hands to you. God, I pray tonight that you would anoint me from the top of my head to the sole of my feet. Anoint my voice. God, anoint this congregation to hear, but not just be hearers of the Word, but be doers as well. God, connect us. Join our faith. Help us to mix our faith with the Word of God. Now, one more time before you're seated, would you put your hands together and let's give God a hand clap of praise. Clap your hands, all you people, and shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Oh, clap your hands, all you people, and shout unto God with a voice of triumph. God bless you. You can be seated. You could help me in these monitors just a little bit. I would certainly appreciate it. The garment of praise. It's my subject tonight. And our text this evening to begin with a messianic prophecy uttered through the mouth of the prophet Isaiah. In my words, I would call it the mandate of the Messiah, maybe his mission statement. You fast forward several hundred years to Luke chapter 4 where Jesus, as was his custom, was in the synagogue in his hometown Of Nazareth, and on this particular day, the reading on the Sabbath was from Isaiah. They handed him a scroll. He opens and begins to read from the 61st chapter. And just short of the pronouncement of judgment, he stops and sits down. With everybody's eyes on him in the synagogue fixed, he says, Today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. What he was saying is that the finger was pointing to him, the Messiah, the anointed one, the Christ, the one whom Isaiah was referring to. He declared that he was the Savior of the world, the one who had come to deliver us and make atonement for our sin, to make a way for us to be restored to fellowship with himself. Anybody thankful? For a God that robed Himself in flesh and walked among us and died on a cross for our sins. The veil was torn. We could have access to Him through the Spirit. Tonight, I want to preach about the God that came to set us free. He came to preach good tidings to the poor, liberty to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, to Usher in the acceptable year of the Lord. He was referring to the year of Jubilee. Great spiritual significance. The year that slaves were set free. The year that come where land would be returned. Where debts would be forgiven. What we have here is a picture of a new beginning. That everything that the enemy had stolen, killed or destroyed would be returned. Because the Messiah had come. He was the one who would take away the spirit of heaviness and give his people a garment of praise. The spirit of heaviness is a very real thing that we face. It's a a silent killer of faith, a silent killer of perspective and joy. The graveyard of spiritual destruction is filled with those who fell victim to the spirit of heaviness. 
I want to preface this tonight by saying that the spirit of heaviness is not just a, a whimsical emotion that we feel in times of sadness. It's not just something that happens every once in a while when your pet dies or you're going through something on the job or in your marriage. It's not something that is just an occasional mood swing, but rather it's a reoccurring battle to fight, to keep your head above water. Emotionally and spiritually, the, the spirit of heaviness is a demonic spirit. That word heaviness there means dark, to wax dim. It means colorless and faint and weakness. It's a word in scripture used to describe the effect of a plague darkening the skin. So something that shows, but the root is underneath the surface. We see a picture of Eli's eyes waxing dim. A fire gone out without flax. A heavy, oppressing, weighing spirit. People that are fighting the spirit of heaviness, they will struggle with their countenance, with their emotions being darkened. They'll be unstable. They'll be depressed. They'll feel the overwhelming feeling of despair and doubt and fear, plagued with anxiety. Can't stay up. Can't go to sleep at night. Want to stay up. Come on and worry about things that may or may not come to pass. The spirit of heaviness, it will bring something over us to weigh us down. The spirit of heaviness will dim our vision. It will make our world dark and without light. It's hard to find happiness and a reason to get out of bed in the morning. If you're being plagued with the spirit of heaviness, it causes you to feel like there's no chance for the sun to shine again. The spirit of heaviness will rob you of hope. It'll bring a heavy, oppressive feeling that may not even make sense to you. Come on, there may be nothing wrong momentarily. The winds of your trial may have even lessened up, but still there's no relief from that overwhelming feeling of heaviness and despair. Anybody know what I'm talking about tonight? The spirit of heaviness will quench your faith. It will cause you to question God. Cause you to question everything. Your calling, your future, your purpose. The spirit of heaviness can come to a congregation. It can attack many people at one time like a plague. Just, just hanging over a specific place. The spirit of heaviness will cause you to want to isolate yourself. To make you feel like you're all alone. It'll steal your love. Make you feel like that nobody cares about you. That the church doesn't need you. That nobody cares. That your pastor doesn't love you. That your pastor's wife doesn't care. That the church would be better off without you. The devil is a liar. One, one, one commentator defines it simply as the spirit of weakness. The spirit of heaviness will cause you to be weak in your mind, weak in your emotions, weak in your actions. But somebody needs to hear me in the Holy Ghost. It is not the will of God and you do not have to live under those conditions. You don't have to live, come on a slave, to the spirit of heaviness. You don't have to live your life in a dark place. You don't have to live your life weighed down by that oppression in that heaviness that wants to stamp out every bit of hope that you could possibly have I'm telling you tonight that there is deliverance in this place and there's a God in this sanctuary that can loose you from the bonds of the spirit of heaven
heaviness. Come on, I wonder if we could pray for a moment right now that the Holy Ghost would help us. Would you cry out to God? In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Come on, I want you to pray right now. Come on, there's people under the sound of my voice. You walked in here tonight and you're dealing with that very thing. Come on, it took all you could muster up, all the strength, all the faith, all the courage to come to the house of God. Come on, I know you've been praying that God would touch you, that God would reach you. I feel like tonight the Holy Ghost wants to reach somebody. Come on, that's feeling weighed down by the spirit of heaviness. Come on, I rebuke the spirit of doubt in fear and unbelief that would convince you that you can't leave different that you can't leave change come on the adversary come on he's a liar he's the father of lies there's no truth in him I wish somebody with some faith would help me tonight there is deliverance there is a God that can loose you from the chains of that spirit says of Jesus in Isaiah 42 that a bruised reed he shall not break and a smoking flax shall he not quench the same word used in Isaiah 61 to define heaviness is the same word used there for a smoking flax in other words if you feel like your spirit is bruised if you feel like your spirit is broken And the embers of your flame is dying out. Jesus is not far from you like you think. Jesus is not far from you like the adversaries painted the picture in your mind to make you believe. Come on, that you're lost, that you're destitute, that you're far from God. I come to preach to you that Jesus is nigh to the brokenhearted. Come on, a broken, a broken spirit is not something that he'll shun away from. A bruised reed is not something that he'll break. A smoking flax like a candle, come on, that it's about to go out. It's not something that he'll He'll go ahead and put out. But Jesus will draw you close. And he'll breathe on you. And he'll fan those flames and those embers. And come on, if there's some coals left in your spirit, God will breathe on them. And he can bring light to your darkness. Come on, he can bring illumination to your world. Though you feel like everything is full of despair and full of brokenness and full of darkness, we serve a God that can bring light scripture lets us know that the spirit of heaviness affects the attitude of the human heart it affects your human spirit the one God breathed into you Proverbs 17 and 22 says a merry heart doeth good like medicine but a broken spirit drieth up the bones. The very next chapter, verse 18 and 14 of Proverbs, the word of the Lord says, The spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity, but a wounded spirit, who can bear? So the spirit of heaviness is a spirit that inflicts damage on the inward part of a man and a woman. Things that can't be seen by the naked eye. There's people here tonight, you've come. 
And on the inside you're screaming But on the outside you're quiet But the Holy Ghost has come to give you healing On the inside of your spirit The Holy Ghost has come to give you healing Come on from that broken wounded spirit That's been oppressed by the heaviness of hell For far too long God's going to give you deliverance tonight Come on the prophet Isaiah was pointing ahead to the fact That Jesus would come to bring us deliverance From that spirit that makes us weak That spirit that would make us frail That spirit that would make us be overwhelmed with despair That spirit that if not dealt with Will cause you to have suicidal thoughts To make you want to give up on life It will take the color, the joy Come on out of living for God Come on out of your family, out of your marriage, out of your children But tonight the Holy Ghost wants to breathe life And breathe color back into your world again Come on, I feel the Holy Ghost here tonight There's some people under the sound of my voice God's come to give you some refreshing In the midst of your trial I feel like the Holy Ghost tonight Wants to lift the spirit of heaviness Off of some of you that have walked in here Bound up, weighed down Somebody tonight You ought to lift up your hands And ask Jesus Come on to come in this house God's going to help somebody God's going to give you deliverance From the spirit of heaviness You've got to understand That just as real As the pew you're sitting on There is a demonic spirit That's job Is to vomit over you the spirit of heaviness And to wrap you up in that shroud Let me remind you That we're promised In the word of the Lord In Luke 10 and 19 Behold I give you Who's Jesus talking to He's talking to his bride He's talking to the church He's talking to those That have repented of their sins Come on went down in the water In Jesus name And been filled with the Holy Ghost. If you're under the sound of my voice tonight and you want to be a part of God's church, you got to repent. You got to be baptized in His name and filled with His Spirit. Accept the man. Be born of water and of spirit. He cannot enter into the kingdom of God. You've got to obey the gospel. You've got to obey the death, the burial, and the resurrection. You gotta die out to your sin, die out to your fleshly man in repentance. You gotta be buried with Christ in baptism and resurrected to new life with a new man in the Spirit of the Lord on the inside of you. But there is a spirit that wants to wrap you up in the spirit of heaviness. But Jesus said, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all. You know what all means in the Greek? It means all. Over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. I've come tonight in the Holy Ghost to help somebody that's under the weight of this demonic spirit. Child of God, you've got to recognize within yourself you don't have to live under the spirit of heaviness. You're a child of God with royal blood flowing through your veins. You don't have to live under that weight. You don't have to live bound by that. But the Holy Ghost can lift it off of you. You can't allow the enemy to lie to you and tell you that there's no remedy, that there's no way out, that there's no antidote. 
One thing I love about Jesus is that with him, there's always a way of escape. To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion. To give unto them beauty for ashes. And the oil of joy for mourning. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. That they might be called trees of righteousness. The planting of the Lord. That he might be glorified. It's hard to live a life of strength and stability and shelter to others. Come on in a life that glorifies God when you're weighed down with that oppressive spirit of heaviness. But here we find the key, the answer, the antidote to the spirit of heaviness is the garment of praise. Everybody say the garment of praise. How do I get it? How do I put on the garment of praise? It's very simple. God gives it to you. Like so many things with God, provision is something... That you've got to go get. It's available to you. But you've got to reach out and get it with faith. God's given us many tools to face the adversary. Many ways and means of defense. But they're received through faith. In Ephesians 6, God gives us armor. But if you walk around life just feeling like you're covered, you're going to get in a mess of trouble. Because Paul very emphatically makes the statement that you've got to take unto you the whole armor of God. You've got to be willing to come before that throne of grace boldly and put on the garment of praise that God wants to make available to you tonight. The issue is, is that oftentimes when you're battling with the spirit of heaviness, it'll make you passive. It'll make you want to back up. It'll make you want to retreat. It'll make you want to climb in a hole. It'll make you want to get in a cave like David did. It wants to stop you from being active. But understand the garment of praise tonight that I'm preaching about. You got to put it on by faith. You got to put it on yourself. You know what the Hebrew meaning of the phrase the garment of praise means? It means that you got to wrap yourself up in the garment of praise. Just like the spirit of heaviness that will weave its way around your spirit your mind and your emotions you've got to unwind out of that thing and you've got to wrap yourself up in the garment of praise Romans 13 and 12 says the night is far spent and the day is at hand let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light So here we see a New Testament concept all throughout the New Testament that sometimes in order to put something on, you got to take something off. I believe that it's scriptural that in order for us to put the right thing on, sometimes we got to take the wrong thing off. We put off works of the flesh, and the Lord puts on a new man. Hear me tonight. If you want to put heaviness off, you got to put praise on. I said if you want to get delivered from that spirit of heaviness, you got to be willing to take it off. you got to be willing to get rid of that victim mentality. you got to be willing to leave behind all those emotions that can become addicting. Come on. you got to be willing to leave that pain and that fear and that anxiety. Come on to the side and put on the garment of praise. Praise is a powerful thing, people of God. I spoke Sunday night a little bit about when the high praises of God are in our mouth. There is a two-edged sword in our hand. In 2 Kings 3, the prophet Elisha, he's upset, he's downcast. He's angry at the king of Israel. And he calls for a musician to come. And as the music, as the music men begin to play and praise the Lord, peace was given. Praise has a way of lifting heaviness off of us. 
Praise can bring healing to your soul. Praise can bring help to your mind. Praise can bring clarity and strength to your emotions. As a matter of fact, in 1 Samuel 16 and 23, an evil spirit from the Lord was sent to Saul because of his pride, because of his choices, because of his decisions. An evil spirit was permitted to come against him. But the Bible says that David took a harp and he played with his hands so that Saul could find relief from that spirit that plagued him. Understand it kept coming back. But praise is very powerful. In the moment, the remedy of praise, it helped Saul when he couldn't help himself. David was symbolically able to cast that garment over him. And he was momentarily relieved. Tonight, there's some of you that walked in here and you're being attacked by the spirit of heaviness, the spirit of weakness, and the spirit of despair. And you need to realize, just as plain as I can put it, that the devil is allergic to praise. The garment of praise is the antidote to the spirit of heaviness you need to do an appraisal tonight you need to measure and calculate the greatness of God the greatness of who he is the power of what he can do and when you put on the garment of praise you're connecting yourself and you're contacting a God whose power cannot be fathomed and when you put on the garment of praise you're adjusting your view above your problems and you're lifting your eyes above your circumstance when you magnify the Lord and begin to praise Him you acknowledge that God's greater than your issue and God's greater than the spirit of heaviness that's come to attack you if you're struggling with that spirit tonight come on when you wake up in the morning the very first thing you ought to do before your feet hit the ground is saying thank you Jesus for another day thank you Lord for waking me up this morning come on on the lunch break come on when you're sitting in your car eating a sandwich you want to throw your hands up in the air and give God praise for that job when you get home from work you want to take a little praise break and stomp on the devil's head cause you got a home you got a spouse you got health you got money you got a job you got a career you got a church you got a pastor. You got a reason to praise the Lord. You got a reason to shout. You got a reason to dance. You got a reason to put that garment of praise on. You hear me tonight? I'm telling you right where some of you at. Say, preacher, I feel that spirit of heaviness, but I don't feel like praising the Lord. You're not going to get deliverance. The spirit of heaviness. Will not lift off of you if you wait to put on the garment of praise till you feel like it. If you wait till you feel like worshiping, you're going to walk out of here under the same influence of the same thing you walked in here carrying. But the secret to overcoming the spirit of heaviness is when you least feel like doing it. When the last thing you feel like doing is getting loose in the Holy Ghost, you ought to praise Him anyhow. You ought to have a hallelujah anyhow. Take it from the psalmist David. He wrestled with heaviness. He wrestled with depression. And it's that same man that said, I will will bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continually be in my mouth in the bad times I'll bless him in the good times I'll bless him on the mountain I'll praise him in the valley 
Somebody y'all praise him. When it's going good, I'll shout. When it's not, I'll dance. Somebody tonight, you need to put on the garment of praise. Come on, let's worship the Lord. Come on, musicians, come. I bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Come in this house tonight. In Matthew 4, Jesus was being tempted in the wilderness. He was under an attack from the adversary. He was being battled by forces of darkness. And when confronted by Satan, you know what Jesus did? He opened up his mouth and began to speak. It is written. It is written. It is written. Sometimes you get in a place you can't think your way out of the wilderness. You can't think your way out of your problem. You can't think your way out of your struggle. Sometimes you got to open up your mouth and speak your way out of your wilderness. I tell you what somebody needs to do tonight. You need to open up your mouth and give God praise with the fruit of your lips. Come on. I don't care tonight what you walked in here dealing with. You can praise your way out. You can praise your way out. Joseph, thrown in the pit by jealous brothers, people that wanted to see his demise. And when they cast him into the pit and they dipped his coat in that blood, come on, you know who saw his way out of the pit? It was Judah. Judah saw those traitors coming. And though Joseph did not realize it, when he could not see his way out of that pit, if he would have been taken out of that pit, he'd have died. But Judah could see out of that pit. And Judah could see those men coming on their Cadillac camels and their Escalade mules that were coming to carry Joseph to his promise and to the palace. When you can't see your way out of the pit, when you can't see your way out of that depression, when you can't see your way out of the spirit of heaviness, you got to get connected to Judah. I close with this. And they came to Jericho. And as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and said, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still. And come on. And the Bible says that when, he, when, when blind Bartimaeus got, got ready to get his healing, he began to cry out. He said, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me and Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called and they called the blind man saying unto him be of good comfort rise he calleth thee and he casting away his garment rose and came to Jesus and Jesus answered and said unto him what wilt that I should do unto thee the blind man said Lord I want to receive my sight when blind Bartimaeus heard that Jesus was coming he began to lift up his voice. He began to cry out. And when blind Bartimaeus, he was sitting by the wayside begging. Here's where you at tonight. In that time, the blind and the beggars were forced to wear a garment that indicated
started coming. Behind Bartimaeus, he sat by the wayside begging. He still had that garment of blindness on. But when Jesus called unto him, he said, I'm going to stand up. But when I stand up, I'm not going to stand up and hold on to the garment of yesterday. But he cast that garment off. He was willing to lose that identity. And when he cast off that garment of blindness, you know what Jesus did? He put on him a new garment where he could see. I want you to get a hold of somebody that's been wrestling, that's been fighting, that spirit of heaviness. And you ought to praise the Lord. Ha! Come on. If you don't feel like shouting, you're the one that needs to shout. Preachers, help me pray. Come on. Come on. We need delivered from selfish praise. You ought to praise God 